1: 60 across the <laughs> outkick network we are ready to go alongside chad withrow who is back. back and paul koharski i'm jonathan hutton sarah triplett our production assistant today david reed is the chairman of the board jacob swanson making the show happen as well lance lee under the weather feel better from all of us here becca risley sleepy danny shout out to you they were working over the holiday weekend I was on this camera, I apologize. Now I'm on this one because Chad is back. Plenty to get to uh, across the, what was a a long holiday weekend. We hope everybody had a great July 4th. Gentlemen, good morning. I come bearing
0: energy today, gentlemen. I've uh, had a nice restful week. Paul said on the warm up last week that I looked rested. I appreciate that. Thank you. I am rested now and I am ready to go. I'm ready to bang some hats. I'm ready to talk some uh, issues of the day with you guys. And it's a short week. It's always nice when you walk right into the short week, even when you weren't really planning it, Uh, with the 4th of July weekend. Hope you guys had a great 4th and uh, celebrated appropriately. We had a big family reunion up in Nebraska. That was nice on uh, Saturday, July 3rd. Started the drive back on the 4th of July, but hope everyone out there had a very safe and happy 4th of July weekend. But guess what? It's time to get back to work. It's time to bring the energy today, and I'm ready for it.
1: Did any of you go to a fireworks show? We had, our own, we had our own private
0: fireworks show on the farm in Nebraska. And uh, then I got to see out of my hotel room window the Columbia, Missouri, 4th of July celebration, which... Famous.
2: That's a famous one. ...was go better Tigers.
0: than expected. Conzo uh, Martin was the... Uh, <laughs> I don't even really know who was there. We just saw the fireworks, but... It was, it was
1: better than I expected. It was quite the show. Yeah, same, same for Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro put on a show that lasted about 20, 25 minutes. Did you uh, well go done. somewhere
0: in Murfreesboro could you yeah. see from your house? No,
1: we went. We drove okay. about three minutes down the road and, and parked and watched. It was, it was well done. It was much better on the drive home than what it would have been from Nashville.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, God. Um, I have, uh, look, I like fireworks, but I also kind of feel like I, I've seen them. I've seen some really good fireworks shows and another good fireworks show is a lot like the previous good fireworks shows that I've seen. So I'm not, I don't feel the gravitational pull, you know? There's some good ones going on across the street, you know, for local ones. Oh, I was watching a movie and Simon was at a friend's house so he was taking care of seeing them there. And so Terese and I were watching some.
1: How much money are- And, and
2: comforting the dog. How That's much money are our
1: neighbors show? spending on these bad boys? 'Cause some Too of these much. some of these are legitimate shows that our neighbors will put on.
2: I mean I had a friend who I'm sure was uh, you know, exaggerating, but he felt like on his cul-de-sac there could have been a quarter
1: million dollars spent, he said. I mean, no, he I said don't.
2: house after house, we're yeah. topping each other. It's
1: like the Christmas lights and it, competition. <laughs> and it's not Roman candles we're talking oh, about. Oh, no. no. This is like this downtown Full-on display. This yeah. is like
0: Washington uh, Nation's Capital yes. level Over the display Jefferson that's in some of these <laughs> subdivisions. Uh, Paul, I, I'm going to shock some people here. I actually completely agree with you. I'm not that into fireworks either. I feel like I've seen enough of them to where I know yeah, exactly what to You can picture it expect. in your head, right? Close your yeah. eyes. I, I'm to the point where I, I enjoy watching uh, the kids in my enjoy life it. enjoy fireworks, but like enjoy sparklers even, right. or uh, throwing a bottle rocket into the air. Simon's got you know, those things like that. Is fun to watch. He yeah. down but back. like,
1: so they're if I'm going to a baseball game, <laughs> like a minor league game, they're keeping the fireworks stand in business, right? Because every win or even win or loss, they're going to promise fireworks to the kids. Yeah, I'm not into that. But July 4th, I need some fireworks in my life. Like, it's the, the official kickoff to the summer for me um, with, with the holiday weekend and you have a, everything popping off around you. You've got to be a part of it. You've got to have a burger or a dog and go and watch some fireworks somewhere.
2: How much does your dog's uh, anxiety factor <laughs> oh, in? Because mine is well, a big... Part of why I don't enjoy it the way I might enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, but like that part
1: it. is completely out of our control. It's not like you know, if I don't like fireworks, Brody's going to be happier. No, I'm it's just saying it, it they
2: make me miserable to a degree because <laughs> oh yeah, we're I feel bad dealing for him, with him but go, freaking out.
1: Yeah, some. I, I, we, May I have
0: a sensitive question here as a non-dog owner. Yeah, sure. Can you not just leave the dog in the house and step outside on your back porch and watch the show? Oh no, you oh, can, and sure. the dog
1: will be fine. But the, well. these are these are explosions that are rattling the cage. Like Brody probably feels like the police officers in Nashville did when they were left inside the bridge building. This
2: story is ridiculous. Um,
1: when the, the leaders and decision makers, uh, I'm guessing Mayor Cooper and Butch Spirit in downtown Nashville, said, "Go ahead with the fireworks show," which has been delayed because someone was on the rooftop of the bridge building. They sent officers in to clear the building because it was unsafe, but then started the show with the with the officers still remaining in the building and a helicopter that had just left the blast zone. Get the civilians Because they safe. were spotlighting, trying to figure out if someone was on the roof. And someone was on the roof, but they were darting in and out of the building. It turned out to be someone that worked there that stayed after work in order. it look more power to them is a great idea i probably would have tried the same if i were in my 20s get
2: the civilians safe but uh start it with the police yeah just
1: crazy craziness uh, downtown but it ended up being uh look everything worked out fine like they everything everyone is safe no injuries uh what they were worried about was all the debris falling down on top of them uh more or less than than the actual explosions going on uh, because there were pictures of uh, police cars and uh, different units and de- just people covered in it uh, and debris from just walking around.
0: Let me uh, – Paul hits on this a lot. Uh, it was a great
1: show by Nashville, in, in by the way. In terms
0: of crisis management, when something bad happens, this inclination to immediately move forward and not address the problem. And I saw this with Butch Spearden, who runs the Convention of Visitors Bureau in Nashville, as a classic example – I'm watching him take questions about the fireworks, and he clearly showed up only prepared to talk about all the great things and the economic impact of fireworks downtown in Nashville, the city where, that we call home and where we're broadcasting the show right now.
1: 350000 downtown.
0: It is great. and the, All that stuff is great, and it drives a lot of revenue and all that. It's a, it's a cool scene. But when something like this happens, when you put cops in danger <laughs> because you couldn't wait five or ten minutes and there was a lack of, of communication or something happened where people were where they weren't supposed to be, you don't have the right to get all defensive in a press conference about it and just say, I don't even know the company that people were they were employees of a company. We've dealt with it. Okay. We've (laughs) dealt with it. We are better off for it. Now the cops are fine. There is nothing to see here. You don't, you need to address the problem first, then move forward. You can say this was a big screw up. We're thankful that no one was hurt. There was communication issues. I'm giving you now the tone in which you deliver this. We need to take these things seriously. We are ad- in currently addressing the problem, and hopefully now moving mm-hmm. forward, we will be better for this mishap. And again, we're just thankful that no one was hurt with this. Instead of getting all defensive because something very bad almost happened on your watch well, because you couldn't wait another 10 minutes I, I, for the fireworks to start. I wouldn't overreact
1: to it as much except for the fact that they delayed the show by 10 minutes in to order to find these people. Uh, like, it was important enough for, the, for that person to be safe. Uh, and you can listen to uh, some online... Uh, call. They've posted the, the back-and-forth conversation with the officers and their command, uh, where they said, like, it's unsafe for one civilian, but eight police officers in a building is fine. Uh, then the fire marshal apparently told someone that the show would go on. They were not going to pause the show to, to get the officers out of the building. Just craziness. It's one of those that you want to listen back to because thankfully nothing bad happened. Um, but you're, you're hearing the explosions go off and they're talking about debris falling down. It's nuts.
2: Its officers deserve better. And yes. yeah, part, part of the answer to that should be assurances that they will um, have a better plan in place if something like this happens, well, the big problem
1: was, the, luckily, the helicopter, which was dispatched to go f- look and look on the rooftop of the bridge building. That's why they were pausing the show, is because they're going to put a helicopter in the blast zone where the explosions are going off, and luckily, it had just left the area right before the first fireworks went off.
0: Again, and I'm not. I'm saying Butch Spearden over and over because this is the latest example of this. He's the and point I, person. And I think Butch Spearden does a great job with everything they do. But I'm saying this is a lesson, and again, Paul has hit on this a lot. Deal with the problem first and then start to move forward. You can't
2: say we're moving forward, no, just forward immediately without having forward. addressed the problem.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the problem probably what has been addressed. Yeah, to Bill Belich- Belichick. But it's okay yeah. to say, look, this was a royal screw-up that we're just very fortunate nothing bad happened. We've looked at the commu- communication lapses that took place, and we are now going to be better as an organization and an event moving forward, but we're still addressing what exactly happened instead of taking this defensive posture. And I think this goes with a lot of things in sports and in life where instead of addressing the issue at hand people just want to immediately well we're moving forward on to cincinnati
1: yeah well that's not happening with rachel nichols and maria taylor at espn um no one's going to let them just move forward without continuing to ask questions about how espn handles this uh conversations on on how certain conversations with rachel nichols was leaked from a conversation in the bubble back in 2020 uh Everyone's going to be asking Maria Taylor for comment. She's silent on everything. Uh, full details at OutKick.com, among other outlets. That uh, New York Times, which has posted the audio recording of Rachel Nichols talking to an advisor um, about Maria Taylor getting the hosting duties of the NBA Finals over her um, craziness, and that's par for the course with ESPN.
2: Let me uh, let me start, and we got to read the the primary quote that starts this whole thing this is rachel nichols talking to a, a hollywood big wig who's connected to lebron
1: james and she's, who she's she, on she the considers
2: phone a friend she's on the phone with this person
1: to request she an interview with lebron right
2: and she ha- and she's venting she hasn't turned off the audio of her uh zoom or whatever so it goes to espn servers a lot of people at espn hear it somebody records it passes it around to the talent including maria taylor this, by the way, Deadspin had some of this a year ago and did very poor reporting with it, didn't, didn't follow up on it. But she said, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. Period. End of quote. Look, I understand how some people might take this. fact of the matter is Rachel Nichol can be supportive of diversity. She herself is a representation of ESPN diversifying the kind of people they have on set. And you can support that. And at the same time, I think it's ridiculous to expect people to say, I want things be- to be more diverse here. I'm going to step back and you take my job. I'm going to go off camera and you take my time. I can think all kinds of things about the sort of representation that there should be at a company, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up my job that I've worked hard for that she says is in her contract. I don't think what she said is at all unreasonable. I think it was private, so I think it sucks that her private conversation gets out. But all she's saying is, If they want to find things for Maria Taylor to do, that's terrific. But I'm not stepping aside for Maria Taylor to get her opportunity. And my contract says I don't have to. I have no problem with this whatsoever. And this has nothing to do with the politics of of all of this stuff. It's going to be shaped that way. She's going to end up in trouble. She probably gets screwed. There's this awkward apology last night. There are all these bitter feelings and everything. But if you just think of it at the core, at the simple thing, who amongst us is saying, in the name of diversity and in the name of of, uh, trying to look more like our audience, you know what, pick me. I'll step back. and take less work, all of the things that I've worked for, pick me, I'll do less so that you can do what you need to do.
0: I I didn't have a big issue with anything she said. I don't think there's any reason for her to apologize about what she said. I'm very uncomfortable talking about private calls being leaked um, because uh, this is a glass house scenario and things that all of us have said on private calls that we think are private that suddenly are not. I think that what she said was completely in line. Uh, I didn't find anything that awful about it. I think the weirdest part is showing the relationship of LeBron James' advisor with ESPN and Rachel Nichols, that she feels close enough to LeBron James' people. For those making the argument that LeBron James is protected and insulated in that NBA community, there's a big shot there that lines up with that. The fact that Rachel Nichols is having this very private inner ESPN conversation with LeBron James' advisor, someone who could maybe help her with this, um, which is very odd. I think that's the biggest part of it. I, I had no issue with what she said. I, I agree with you, Paul. No one wants to step aside if they feel like they're doing a good job. I don't. I think we all think Rachel Nichols does a good job with everything yes. she's been asked to do. I think Maria Taylor does a good job. But she does. It, it's, I agree. It's very... Um, Again, it's uncomfortable with the private conversation part of it for me, but the most uncomfortable part of this is that awkward, forced apology. And maybe Rachel Nichols believes everything she says. I have a hard time believing that. She had nothing to apologize about.
2: And hers was less bad than her two colleagues who then had to to chime in on it. The very going to Kendrick awkward. Perkins. Perkins was v- right after awkward.
0: that was the dumbest decision. He delivered absolution almost. I don't know why Kendrick Perkins has a job at ESPN to begin with. I think he's terrible. But the follow-up of Rachel Nichols, well thought out, written out, reading off a teleprompter apology that's very clear and concise to go to Kendrick Perkins, Rambling. who's ad-libbing, and saying, well, first off, thank you for taking full responsibility for, and I'm thinking, taking responsibility for what? I mean, they could have defended her a lot better than they did. He immediately then goes to compliment Maria Taylor, which Rachel Nichols did as well. He never said Maria Taylor was bad, even in that private conversation. Not once did she say that. No. Um, I, I found that part of it. Two things, I, the, the conversation, no problems with it. No problems with Rachel Nichols, what she said in that private conversation. None of that. The problem I have is the forced apology that was very awkward and going to Kendrick Perkins right after that. And this weird relationship where Rachel Nichols is unloading inner ESPN problems to LeBron James's advisor. Those of us who believe LeBron James is protected when he's really, really dumb at times with things that he says, this gives a lot of credence to that idea that he is protected by e s p n Th- that's no, what I have an issue with not with anything she said well the common, in a
1: private conversation to me i I don't think this was the only conversation she had about this issue. This is the one that was recorded yeah um, she's calling to set up an interview in the bubble with LeBron James I and anthony it. davis that 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 was the primary reason for her call and and i I haven't seen the entire transcript, but I'm assuming conversations are kind of like. Chad, so how are things? How are things going? And the way the story reads, and correct me if I'm wrong, I read this a couple days ago, she arrived at the bubble thinking she was hosting the NBA Finals, and turns out Maria Taylor was getting the NBA Finals with the Black Lives Matter and everything else and how ESPN was handling that. That's her response in real time a year ago. To how that was handled behind the scenes
2: understandably frustrated at a change of role that she right. expected to have and that was not explained and to according
1: her. to her based in her contract she's not just expected to have it's guaranteed it's obliga- to happen. obligated to happen. i
2: mean espn
0: should be thanking her for that level of level-headedness huh. in a private conversation about it everything she said is true she even talked about i, I understand espn's got some bad diversity issues in the past, because I'm a woman and I've seen it. She did not bury her bosses. She did not bury Maria Taylor. Think about how bad that could have gone. Let's everyone right now that's watching this, and you guys included, let's think about private conversations we've had when we're pissed off at our bosses about something and how badly that could go if that private conversation, what we thought was private, was leaked. And the apologies that would be, not even forced, you would have to make (laughs) to save face because of the obscenities that would have been said and what you would have said about people and how personal it could have gotten. And then that is what is leaked and played? It's nothing to me. This also
2: pits woman versus woman, which is not good for, for the whole thing in making Rachel Nichols a villain here. She's part of, of somebody that has successfully diversified their talent pool, and she's good at it. Here's the other thing, though. I don't watch Countdown with any regularity, right? During, during this playoff time, I see a little countdown when it spills into SportsCenter, Center, Right. Uh, College World Series is delayed on a night when there's not a finals game, and they have that crew together that's done some Sports Center, and they do a little extra. Well, they this re- is more about
1: the ABC. They coverage.
2: replay a little bit, right? But it's ESPN. It's an ESPN sp- production. spillover. So I noticed that there was something weird about the way they were using Rachel Nichols uh, last and, year. No, this year because they're still doing it now, right? This is the issue that her interviews are taped because th- there's no direct interaction between her and Taylor. So even somebody like me that's not really watching it, uh, really into it because I'm not interested in the pregame stuff, I had something in my head like there's some weird thing there with the way they're using her. So if I could tell, people who are watching the NBA stuff religiously and big fans of it could certainly tell, that her interaction with the studio as a sideline slash reporter outside is different than Woj and the other... Uh, outside people who are reporting. And then some of the solutions they put together. Well, everybody's going to be on tape. And then all those reporters said, wait, we're ending up screwed here uh, because Maria and Rachel have something weird going on. The, the solutions they put forth were ridiculous.
1: Well, let's get into motive. Is there any coincidence that this comes out as Maria Taylor's contract is expiring and she wants Stephen A. Smith's salary? No. Uh,
2: I don't know if she wants Stephen A. Smith's salary. She does. $8 million like, dollars what she's asking for. Well, I, what I read in the Times report was that she was offered five previously, and now it's gone down to two or
1: three. She offered. She was offered five and turned it down.
2: Which is crazy based on the rates that ESPN people in those roles are getting. All of those and, roles
1: are diminished and when you see, dollar-wise, right? When you see personalities at ESPN like Kitty Main get offered a contract that's 61% less than what he was making. Yeah. And told, effectively fired. All of those
2: office. roles are less valuable. The only person that's sustained big time value there is Stephen A. Smith. Uh, they're very few anymore. They're basically saying to people, I'm not using Maria Taylor as an example, but to talent like that, sports center talent and talent like that, you're replaceable. Uh, at a certain cost, we find you replaceable. And if her offer went from five, to two or three after the pandemic year, where they s- certainly took a hit financially, um, I can't. I can't see how she wins. but well, And
1: hell. ESPN has just announced that they're replacing her on the NBA sidelines for the for the finals with Malika Andrews. Sidelines or a studio? They're replacing her on the She was going to be the sideline reporter, Rachel Nichols. Oh, they're they, replacing Nichols. They're replacing Rachel Nichols with Malika Andrews. And the quote from ESPN. We believe this is the best decision for all concerned in order to keep the focus on the NBA Finals. Rachel will continue to host the jump. That's... F-
0: <laughs> I mean, that's awful. I mean, you knew it was coming, right? No, I, I mean, you here. knew it was coming. But that, that's but why what? I'm saying,
1: is, is there any coincidence that the timing is happening, number one, right as the Finals are getting, getting going, and number two, as... Maria Taylor's contract is expiring. Well, her I don't contract think is
2: expiring during the NBA Finals, which tells you they didn't even view her as an NBA person. Right? But you, but you wouldn't you, have your that schedule if you're you were an that, NBA you're
1: person. You're saying that Deadspin had this last year. Deadspin had, and now one of the writers for Deadspin is now with the New York Times. Some of it. No,
2: I don't think that this guy is connected to the, to the Deadspin thing. Deadspin had a little bit a of it, and writer. they didn't they didn't know how to pursue it. Um, and they had a really bad thing where they said, like, X, Y, and Z are very unclear. I saw somebody that I follow very closely said, Yeah, that's called reporting. You go report that stuff to make it clear. They just botched what they had done. How spent. does this help Maria Taylor?
0: Yeah, I I I, agree with I, you. I understand what the question you're asking Hutton, and I agree this is not a coincidence. This is all coming out as her contract is expiring, and she wants that much more money, but how does this help her? Because. There's nothing that bad going on. The Rachel Nichols thing is nothing, to me.
2: Forced well, apology. It's something she just got taken off the finals but it's, in but, terms but, of but final. She's off the final sideline. But what
0: she's the, forced
1: to apologize. What this it's arguing. What
0: it's arguing about ESPN though is they're afraid to let go of, of minorities, right? Yes. That well, they're favoring. So, this is how you want to get your eight million. Because you want to expose that ESPN well, she is, firing, is letting white people's contract expire and they're re-upping and giving minorities what they want? Is that You think that's going to be the one that, oh, well, now this New York Times story is out and it's exposed us for doing what we know we've been doing uh, in an effort to become more diverse. We're letting capable people that are white, their contract expire, and we're giving more money to minorities. So, yeah, Maria, now we're going to give you the extra $3 million a year and get you up to $8 because this is now out in the open.
2: She's certainly not without fault here. Certainly something comes out that could piss her off, somebody talking about her, whether it's reasonable or not. Look, we've been in that situation, right? You get heated. I certainly do. Yeah. Right? And it might be a little bit unreasonable in, in the long run. But ultimately, her job is to work in a scenario with Rachel Nichols. And what she did is said, I'm not going to interact with Rachel Nichols. Now, management has to step in there and say, yes, you will work with Rachel Nichols. This is what we're doing and this is the job, You don't dictate. this is the thing ESPN does. And I was close to it for a little while, right? I saw it from inside, but from a distance. Too many people in these talent jobs dictate what happens instead of the bosses. Maria Taylor is a good talent, right? But she's not one of their chief talent people who should dictate, hey boss, I'm not dealing with Rachel Nichols on camera today. How does she have the power to say that? They lay out the script and they say, okay, in block A, you're going to talk to Malik Malika Andrews and you're going to talk to Woj. And in Block B, Rachel Nichols has a report from the sideline. And she goes, oh, I'm not going to talk to Rachel Nichols. And well, he so go, what are you talking about? What, You're not going to talk to Rachel Nichols. What That's find, what we're doing in Block B.
1: What I find interesting, though, is ESPN did not deem this a distraction. With all of this turmoil going on behind the scenes, you Until think people weren't out. talking? Oh, yes. The, everyone, everyone behind the scenes huge. knew about this. We've been in situations like this on a smaller scale. Yeah. It's all we talk and about. the public doesn't know. As soon know. as that goes off, we would be talking about it. Players know. I mean, there, there's the discussion there, too. I mean, the it, players know because Rachel Nichols is telling the advisors to the players to the and superstars. The players. I'm sure she's but talking they're to the They're also saying so, on the sideline, "Hey, what are you doing now down here? You're usually up there." Now it's a distraction because we know about well, it. Well, because it goes public. Uh, by the way, yeah. Kevin Draper is the writer, and he was. at was. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm if
0: I'm looking for the the bombshell that. story that's going to help my case, if I'm it. Maria Taylor and her agent, I'm finding the two or three white men making eight million dollars doing Maria Taylor's job. Sleepily. Show me sleepily. Them. Well, show me them. Show me the person that's got a similar job to Maria Taylor, similar assignments, that is a white man making eight million. If that story's leaked <laughs> and you can show a history of, oh, the black woman is making far less than this DSPN, then you've got it. Okay, you get your eight million. And if that guy's mailing that it point. in, you really but got it. you're showing uh, you're showing a system that favors you. And now you're bitching that you're not making $8 million where you don't deserve $8 million. So, again, I don't, that would be the story that would help her. I, I, just, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think this was leaked for a reason at this time. I also cannot comprehend how this story helps Maria Taylor attain her $8 million she wants.
2: Here's the thing, too. I think it's a failed case against Rachel Nichols when you probably could have fairly or unfairly. Fairly or unfairly built a better case against her. Rachel Nichols probably, I, I know her a little bit. She's, she's a, a little bit snooty,
1: right? In the couple times I've had interactions with her, she's been fine. She's
2: very nice. She's a little bit snooty. She's the daughter-in-law of Diane Sawyer. She's, she's privileged, right? If you wanted to play this the way Maria Taylor could have played it, you could have done a lot better than this.
0: I mean, if that call is, is what it is, that, that, that's what's leaked, that's the worst of this. I, I think Rachel Nichols looks Win. fine.
2: But she's suspended. or She's not suspended. She's taken off her she's job. It's it's a, so, exactly her. what she was worried well, so about It's happened a weird so thing time in
1: media. The, it is. And, and the leverage that Maria Taylor would have on her side now, Chad, is that within the last year, we have seen Carrie Champion leave, we have seen Jamel Jamil Hill leave. We have seen uh, Josina Anderson leave.
2: Now that but, was ESPN's doing that one.
1: But that, my my point is yeah,
2: uh, for appearances sake.
1: But uh, sure, but my my point is now it's her against Rachel Nichols, publicly, and ESPN's already removed Rachel Nichols from yeah. the sideline.
0: Set the odds on that. But again, I, I just you, you know if, I, if I'm trying to construct a story that the New York Times could break that would make ESPN look bad and get them to give me what I wanted, everything I wanted. The story would be, Marty Smith makes $8 million. Marty Smith, as a white man, makes $8 million, and I, I've got a bigger profile than him, and I do virtually the same job. I'm just coming up with someone that is a white man that does the same job as Mary Taylor. If that was the case, we would all read that and say, that is BS. That Marty Smith makes... Eight, and I, I'm not saying Marty Smith makes $8 million, but you understand... The The, example that guy going out. the guy is hypothetical would be is Mike
1: Greenberg. There you go. Well, he makes. He makes. But make, Mike Greenberg makes around six and a half to seven million dollars. And
0: he hosts a daily radio show. He hosts daily. Yeah. Show me all they the daily of responsibilities goaling. of Maria Taylor. What yeah, daily show is she hosting? What daily multi-hour radio show is she hosting?
2: Well, we'll throw it out to you. Who, That's why Marty Smith
0: the was the an example I come up with of what Maria Taylor does. That's well, features. He does sideline.
2: He does games. Well, throw it out to you. Text us, I mean, tweet us, or put it in the comments on YouTube, on on, uh, Twitter Live. Who's the white guy that's comparable to Maria Taylor at ESPN? That's a better target for Maria Taylor than Rachel Minnis.
0: Again, if that's the story I read in the New York Times, then I'm on Maria Taylor's side. If that's the case. That's not
1: this story Other than though. Stephen They're a publishing Smith, a
0: story that's saying she is favored. They should be allies. Other These two Stephen
1: should be a allies, Smith. I don't know who would make more than the 8 million a year right now with the way they've cut She's not values. worth 8 million. But but um, that's that's the status that has been put out there. Right. And this is does. the
2: only leverage she can create is her against somebody at ESPN because she's got nowhere to go that she's going to make 8 million. She's got nowhere to go that well, she can make $4 She million. would have
0: to do so much more. Stephen A. Smith does so much more at ESPN than she does on a daily basis to make the $8 million also, he makes. Also, now, maybe part of her pitch is, I want to host a daily TV show. Well, I want to do different things Stephen to make a. this also, money. An opinionist
2: like is going to make big money. An opinionist. Love not him or hate him. him. Not a, not a He's straight straight one of the personalities
1: host. where the ratings actually go up when you flip through channels and he's on. Yeah. Because you either watch him because you love him or you watch because you hate.
2: Yes, but no host is making that kind of money anymore. A host. You know, Tarico or, or somebody like that, who are great and have been around for a well, long time, they're, and they're hosting Olympic caliber stuff. Sure, and
1: we should point out that what she's asking for is based off of what she reportedly turned down, which was $5 million a year. They that have since cut that. that. They have since to cut into three. that. So they're going the opposite About half. It's craziness how this is playing out without her commenting.
2: I think Rachel Nichols think, has become a victim here where. Uh,
1: uh, well, now she has to address the fact that she's removed from the sidelines. Does she not? Well, they're probably going to tell her not gag,
2: to put a gag order on. I mean, I'm surprised they let her speak for this story in which I think she spoke well. The Times story. Uh, I think She's the she only did one that's a reasonable job. Up. Yeah, well, she wants to defend herself. Yeah, at, at least they let her defend herself. But I think, don't you? That's probably over now. And, and Chad, this is equivalent to a suspension.
1: Chad, you're She'll absolutely be on the jump right. And that'll be it. You're absolutely right on the fact that in, in hearing those comments, I, I think nine times out of ten, in any line of work, any private conversation about a coworker, like just take or anyone that's jumping you in line or whatever it might be, think about what people have said. And if that were to be shown the light of day, it'd be right?
0: terrible. I mean, we'd all be canceled.
2: And look, if, if you're happened. talking about diversity in a workplace, you're talking about this uh, uniformly. I, I, I'd urge anybody to tell me how I'm wrong here. You are universally talking about the next hire. You're not saying I quit so that it could happen. You're not saying I step aside from this share of my job responsibilities so it could happen. Who's doing that? People want to work. People have jobs and they want to work. You can support workplace diversity without falling on a sword saying, I don't want to work. I I think that's ridiculous. Nobody's saying that. Is anybody calling for that? I I, I mean, that's, that's beyond ridiculous to me, to think that for Rachel Nichols to support workplace diversity, she should be willing to carve out this piece of her job and step out of it so somebody else could have it. Otherwise, she's not a true supporter of the cause. It's a, That's ridiculous. It's a weird time in media. And uh,
0: the fact that some of the responses we're getting, I'm looking at the YouTube chat right now Jim Nance as being comparable to Maria Taylor. On what planet is Maria Taylor and what she does comparable to Jim Nance? She has no idea. Steve way, Levy no is another white guy. Steve, Steve Levy, Levy does superior. tons of games. He does play-by-play on tons of Steve games. Steve Levy makes five For, million a no, year. No, oh, no, Would
2: you? I just asked. No, my but name. they're saying oh, they're, oh, oh, oh. they're asking who would is she, the white guy equivalent. I was about to say. Steve Levy is. I'm it, kidding? I, I, Matthew Steve says Levy's
0: Marty Smith is sitting there thinking, "WTF?" Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm not saying he makes it, and I love Marty Smith. I'm just saying that to me is the white guy equivalent of what Maria Taylor does. We're about Jim to learn Nance, that
1: Matthew Barry makes eight million. Jim a year. Nance
2: is the number one person in America. Maria Taylor is an
1: emerging talent at the at the and, relative beginning. And let's say again, she's very good. Yeah, we're not down she's on very, her talent at all. So no, is Rachel she's Nichols. Good, yeah. Yes. No one's no one's saying that Rachel Nichols should be replaced.
2: No. But well, Maria I, Taylor I, could disappear right now, and somebody else could be in that chair for Game 2 of the Finals, and there would not be like, oh my God, this is so different. Where's... Jim Nance is gone. Everybody's like, where is Jim Nance? you got to apply that, that equation here. Don't be... Steve Levy is gone. You're noticing something big has changed. Maria Taylor is good. We all think she's good. But she's not irreplaceable to any degree.
1: Hit us up on Twitter at OutKick360. You can also... Uh, join us in the chat for OutKick360's YouTube channel. We hope you'll subscribe. We hope you'll ring that bell. It's much easier for Paul to reach I can reach week.
2: it when Chad's You can ring I'm, that bell. When I was moved over, I really had that. And uh, you're I automatically
1: talked. alerted anytime we go live across the OutKick network and anytime we post exclusive content to the channel you're watching. Stay with us. More of OutKick360 rolls on. First, though, we tell you about MyDrHank.com. Look. My Dr. Hank, since 2017, making America hard again. Erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. It does not have to make you feel like half of a man. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure a prescription discreetly, Chad, and then they will deliver this to you for as low as $2 per pill. Yeah,
0: there's no need to be embarrassed about this. Again, it affects over half of men out there. So if you want it to be shipped discreetly to you, they can do that with My Dr. Hank. And it's going to come, we just coming off the 4th of July weekend. It's going to come from a pharmacy in these United States of America. And
1: this offer, very similar, Paul, to fireworks today, 50% off of what they were. And people
2: will buy the fireworks and people should buy this. Go to MyDrHank.com Outkick. Sign up to receive 50% off your first subscription order. we love to offer you special discounts connected to your relationship to us. And now, your relationship to Dr. Hank.
1: MyDrHank.com slash OutKick. 360 across the OutKick network. Crew is all here today. You can join the chat on our YouTube stream. You can also join us on Twitter, at OutKick360. The match later this afternoon with Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Taking on Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. You can get odds on the match, which tees off at 4.30 Central Time, 5.30 Eastern, uh, from Montana. You can get odds at FanDuel.com, where currently, Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers, the favorite. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady at plus 146. And we know that that Chad has cashed in on Mickelson already Uh, this year at the PGA Championship, you're going back in on these odds.
0: You know what I'm going to do, Hutton? I'm going to double down. I'm going to cash in on Lefty once again. I will be placing a bet on Phil and uh, Tom Brady to get it done this time against the newcomers to the match. They lost against Peyton and Tiger, but I think that uh, the experience in this type of event... Is going to come
2: through, and I like Phil and, and Tom Brady to get it done. Aaron Rodgers said he's played something like eight rounds in the last year. I, I, I mean, I understand these guys are fierce competitor, competitors and yeah. natural athletes and know how to get it done, but I, I believe that Brady will have prepared more. I, I believe that Brady has played a lot of golf since this was announced.
1: Oh, Brady was playing late last week, uh, I believe, out in California.
2: He played with James Corden. Um, during, uh, because like the, the guys Harpoon, following him
1: open. found his golf ball, and it had it was a title of 12, 12. And on the opposite side, marked, it was marked with all the Super Bowls that he's won. Is that right? Yeah, in Roman numerals. What a guy.
2: I, I'm, I put some money down on, on the Brady yeah. side of this. I think Brady will contribute more than Rodgers. I also loved Aaron
0: Rodgers in the press conference for this the, the, yesterday, leading up to today's event. They just talked about mental health the whole time how he spent the entire offseason focusing on his own personal mental health. And I'm thinking it's also brilliant because if you're just talking about your own mental health, there's not a lot of follow-up questions to ask (laughs) about your place with the Green Bay Packers, right? Like If you come in with this, you know, I really think it's important that we talk about mental health as a society and also that I focused on it. It's important for everyone out there to focus on it at times, put you in a really good place. It's a great opener to not get follow-up questions about the Packers.
2: Why are they playing this today instead of yesterday? I was struck yesterday, it was almost all late baseball games, that Euros are back today. There wasn't a game yesterday. There was no big well, 4th I, of July on I the think, 5th of July, uh, which is the holiday event. Correct it me been if I'm wrong. Yesterday.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think based on the schedule, there was a chance that TNT could have had a Game 7 of the Western Conference uh, Final last night. There was an opportunity for that. Yeah. So, so by you now getting, want, yeah, you're, you're right. not going head-to-head there. And if you're going head-to-head with ESPN in a Game 7, so be it. They're going head-to-head with the NBA Finals tonight. They don't care. But from a Turner property, I don't think they wanted to take the chance of – Having both events go on, See, at the I would have taken
2: it during the day and had it finish right before that basketball game. Because to me, yesterday's still very much a Sunday feel, yeah. right? Yeah. And have yeah. a golf event during the day. I was, I would have watched something during the day. Well, they it, want, Bar- they want Bar- a grill out hangout day. Yeah. They
1: want some of their personalities yeah. out there.
0: It would have been much better yesterday. I'm, I'm with you, Paul. But now it is uh, this four-hour block, three and a half hour block leading up to the NBA Finals Game One. So you can look at it as kind of a combo deal, right? You've got the match. Then it basically
1: is going to lead How right into game are one. How many people turning it
2: on at 4.30 this afternoon? It starts at 4.30. It's remember. going to
1: 10 p.m. I mean, it, it's going a. Oh, wow. It's They're going to take their time with it. Yeah, the whole they're, going to go, they're going to take it straight into prime time.
2: Well, I'll be watching it in prime time, but it, I'm not watching They're it at
1: playing at Moonlight Basin Ranch. 7,500 uh, is their elevation. 7,500 feet. Oh. that means the golf ball is going to be bombed. You gotta be in shape. They they are going to carry in your battery slog and like that. The with the way they hit it off the tee, <laughs> This thing it's gonna be fascinating. It's gonna be eight, a good live it's a eight thousand yard course.
2: I hope FanDuel offers a lot. I expect it'll yeah. offer a lot for live betting, you know, hole by hole as 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 it goes. That'll be a fun live live betting thing once you get in front this of This
1: is it. I, I, I thought this was the third. Of these events. This is the fourth. The fourth The, the fourth,
2: fourth! The fourth!
1: Uh, so you had Insider Tiger and Phil stuff, on pay per view, right? That and was pay per view. Um, but it, it was intriguing. Um, Mickelson won in a playoff hole. Um, then they is had. The under the light? No. It finished under the lights, yeah. It finished under the lights in Vegas. Well, the yeah.
0: one you're thinking about was way back in the day. It was like Annika Sorensom, no. Phil Mickelson, and uh, Tiger Woods under the lights.
1: This was Tiger versus Phil, the match. This is I the know first what you're one. talking about. And it but, did finish under but the it, lights.
0: You're, you're talking about the one under the lights. There was one in Vegas years ago, like late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, that A was Annika Sorensom and Tiger. Soren's and stone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and this one did too. Yeah. And then you had uh, the one with Brady where he ripped his pants. They're playing in the downpour. The most recent one included Steph Curry, which I don't even remember that, that well. Um, and now you have this one.
2: Last one so. included Steph Curry? Yeah. I thought I remembered the last and Barclay.
1: one. And Barkley. Barkley and Steph Curry. Now Barkley's back to commentating, I believe, because Brady yesterday was mentioning how he wants more trash well, talk from Barkley. The
2: last one was Brady and Peyton coming off the pandemic.
1: Two times ago, the yeah. Pandemic. Then they've since, they've since had another one. Since then Steph they've Curry.
0: had Steph Curry and Barkley. Oh.
2: Yeah. I, I, I remember that year. barely. i I think it was
1: rory a little bit of that rory was involved with it i think but nonetheless i I love i love events like this the idea is
2: great it's always a matter how much they talk and interact and stuff that that makes or breaks it in terms of the entertainment
1: value coming up our thoughts on the nba finals for game one the historical significance of this and Giannis and his status that's straight ahead on outkick 360 hang with us Outkick 360's daily parlay from FanDuel.com, and it stays on Paul Koharski. I played so many parlays this weekend, I thought Paul lost. I did too. He did not. I did lose a lot of parlays this weekend. He did not lose the 360 parlay, however, and that means it's back on him, and we turn our attention to the NBA Finals Game 1 tonight where Paul has put together quite the parlay for us. And you can join in. You can opt in where you can bet up to $10 and get that bet back if you lose a parlay, uh, a three-way parlay of three legs of the same game tonight uh, or more. Paul's going with the more option here because there's a bigger payout option.
2: I uh, yeah I like this. Uh, Listen, I'm going with the Swanson style. Like uh, it's it's hard not to feel pulled. So you've tr- become a Swansonite,
0: is what I've heard.
2: A Holiday eight plus assists, Booker twenty five plus points, Lopez six plus rebounds, Chris Paul eight plus assists, and Aiton. 10 plus rebounds. I'm not touching who's winning or who's losing or who's going over or who's going under. This gets us to plus 446. A $5 bet will win us a nice 2734.
1: You can join us at fanduel.com, download the app, and if you're a first time user, you can have 30 to 1 odds. You can choose a winner in tonight's game between, uh, you can take Phoenix, you can take Milwaukee. It doesn't matter uh, who the favorite is. You can bet five dollars and get one hundred and fifty dollars on any team to win its next game. So you can take the favorite in Phoenix and still get thirty to one odds through FanDuel.com on the Phoenix Suns to win Game One against Milwaukee.
2: I also like Italy uh, to advance and, and the game over a goal and a half. I love the rebound
0: props in this. Parlay tonight. I don't love twenty-five plus from Booker as much. The assist thing really scares me in the NBA <laughs> because there's so much. <laughs> Does it isolation. Chris Paul, I like. Drew Holiday, I'm. Drew Holiday hit that in the last game. I, it's funny, Paul, because driving dish. I thought dish. it was my turn coming into today, so I came up with a parlay, and I had two of your elements in my parlay. Is that right? And I had a three-leg parlay. and It's going to be a same-game parlay. And then I saw yours right before that, and I said, I like this one too. So you know what I did? I bet Pulse. on both. <laughs> I bet on both, but. I did as well. I bet more on, on Pulse, which is our I, 360 I was parlor.
2: saying when we when we were chatting before the show, I feel like FanDuel like, has uh, different levels of like, hey, you're logging back in. <laughs> hey, do you notice that you're logging back in yet again? Boy, you sure aren't logging in a lot lately. Here's the phone number that we like to give people who log in too much. Now it's like. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Stuff like that is going on. I spent a lot of time on that.
1: Phoenix has lost four games in three series going into tonight's game. The Bucs have lost three games. Um, they've had a sweep with all, within all this, as has Phoenix. Uh, and if you go back to 1968, there were 12 teams in the NBA and two newcomers the Bucks and the Suns. That's pretty Both cool. Both organizations looking for their first NBA title. Parity in the NBA. I take that back. No, The Bucks, Bucks won the one, Bucks won one the with, with Lou Alcindor. They have, okay, they haven't won since the uh, seventies. Before
0: know. he became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, the, uh, I,
1: but the, the parity now of playing. the NBA is uh,
0: exciting to watch. You know, that's the one thing about the – you either love it or you hate it. The NBA produces the best teams in the finals more often than not, more than any other sport. You're going to get the two best teams throughout the season with the best players at the very end. And it's more of a power league. This is more of a parity finals with the Suns and the Bucks.
2: A lot of people go counter to you on that with the Suns, discrediting the Suns based on who they've beaten and who those teams have been missing. I think that's a lot of nonsense. Look, you beat who's in front of you. If they happen to have somebody hurt or out, tough luck. I mean, you can't blame the Suns for it. You can't blame anybody for it. Right. You know, when Denver had no quarterbacks because of the COVID thing, I can't remember who beat them, but you can't discount it. It goes in the win column. <laughs> well, and Giannis you, you, is going to
0: play in the series at some point. I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to be right. lost the whole time. He's doubtful tonight.
2: But that they beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, well, people let me are tell you that, down for that. I don't think, that's fair. So I don't you think, think guys, that's fair. Perfect You
0: guys may have mentioned this after it happened, but I wasn't here. Speaking of the Suns, who they've beaten, I'll tell you who they should have beaten, and that's Patrick Beverly. After oh, that, B. we talked about that. that. He uh, should have got it. I, I, I just hit. wanted to to say that I was out last week, but that is one that I'm not going to say. Oh, the old school. He would have been put on a stretcher. He would have been dealt with in some way, in, in physically. That game, the next, one. and I think that his teammates probably wouldn't have defended him after that move if someone would have come and, and punched him. Oh,
2: he deserved after that. That was justice. that was bad, really bad. We we talked extensively. So about
0: we it. talked about who the Suns have beaten. Patrick Beverly is who they should have beaten after that push in the back yeah.
2: with Chris Paul. Yeah, we're unanimous on that.
1: Um, I'm, I'm curious to watch the ratings. I, I know we, we are year in and year out with the EBA Finals. Um, but we don't have LeBron uh, like we would normally be used to. And uh, aside from LeBron, think of the star power. It would be Giannis. Giannis is not playing in Game 1 due to his hyperextended knee. You have Chris Paul going for his first championship. Uh, in the years he's been in the league, what after that, and and how far back do we have to go to find an NBA Finals that lacked the star power going into it and the hype around it? There, there's not that superstar that's on the court tonight, other than Chris Paul. But again, like and comparing the superstar status and the super teams that have been put together over the years, I mean, I'm thinking, Chad, I'm thinking 2011. With the Mavs and the, the the Heat, with Chris Bosh and Juwan Howard, and I'm, I'm trying to think of that group, uh, against Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, J.J. Redick was on that map. team. Jason Kidd, I think. Jason Kidd was on yeah. that team. I mean, there were stars, but not superstar, like three or four deep, that we're used to seeing playing in the NBA Finals. I think it's a big
0: moment for the NBA because if ratings hold – or they're decent to good, yeah. that is a great sign for the sport and for the league. That Milwaukee and Phoenix and people watching basketball and watching the NBA's product, if they can just not completely plummet in the ratings, that's a good sign for the future of the NBA. I don't think that's going to be the case though. I think ratings are going to be way down for this finals. Lack of star power, markets involved, all of that. So I, I think this is a big opportunity for the NBA to prove that there is some legitimate growth potential for the league, but I don't think people are going to be tuned into this fight.
1: And something we should consider chatting about tomorrow when the ratings come out for game one, because we'll know one way or the other. If ratings are high, or if ratings are about where we expect them to be, does that mean the NBA should consider sticking with this sports schedule? Because keep in mind, the NHL and the NBA should be done by now. And COVID pushed their calendar back a few weeks. Should they consider playing until mid-July, like we're seeing with the NBA Finals? I, I for one, have enjoyed the sports schedule. Because if not for the NBA and the NHL, we'd be left with just Major League Baseball right now. Which is fine. It's been a compelling year in Major League Baseball. There are some storylines there, but it wouldn't be as busy. We'd be going into the All-Star, the the last week before the All-Star break uh, for Major League Baseball And right now we get the NBA Finals going into the All-Star break. It's
2: good for the sports talk radio calendar for sure. But is it good for ratings? Like
1: We're we're about to find that out. Well, here's
2: one thing I'll say about ratings. Um, I think if it does better than we expect, part of it to me is going to feel like it's pandemic recovery stuff. Just like a, look, something's on. And I know, uh, like last year, it was way off schedule, right? And it was also that, um, uh, you know, uh, antiseptic, no fans, no everything. Now you feel like you're really watching it again. We went a long time without that. And I could see there being some people who are tuning it in just because you have it back. And there's an appreciation for sports being back on some level. And so you're not necessarily tuning it in to see the great matchup, the big city atmosphere, the the great stars. You're tuning it in because it's there again and you're grateful for it being there again. I don't know how much that's going to factor in, but I think if if the numbers are decent, there will be a little bit of that factored in.
0: I think they would have benefited from that a year ago because they were coming back when there wasn't a lot going in on. And people think about the match. Remember the ratings for the Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady match? Because that was the first thing back, one of the first things. And people sitting at home and watching that. But it was off schedule,
2: it was during training camps. It's off schedule now. Yeah, but there's nothing else going on now. Well, there These was nothing are, else going
0: on then. I mean, when they came back, there wasn't a lot of sports happening. Nobody's going again, to stand that, camp. That's the if you, if you look at now Mark Cuban's arguments. Look at Mark Cuban arguing yeah, about ratings about last year. Television. They were arguing because it was a pandemic going on in weird circumstances. Ratings were down for the playoffs a year ago, and now they're I think they're slightly up from last year, this year. So the argument is, well, now it's it's back to normal. So well, it's up from the bubble again. I think it's a huge opportunity for the NBA. It's to flex a muscle. Because if they can have decent ratings with the lack of LeBron James or the huge franchise or the enormous market, it's a great thing for the sport. My prediction is ratings will be bad
1: for this series. We'll see. And that's my expectation, too, going in based on the two teams and the fact that Giannis isn't playing. It was hard to watch. That, that final stretch of the Western Conference final and the Eastern Conference final. It was hard,
0: especially with Trey Young out. And, yeah. and, and, and injured. Giannis. I mean, that was, yeah, with both those guys, it was difficult to care about that series once that happened. I'll agree.
1: Coming up, U.S. soccer coming to Nissan Stadium. We'll start there for the Tennessee Power Hour right here on Outkick 360.